0: A few weeks ago, I invited Nina Perryman, the founding partner and creative director at Metaphor, to come be a part of a mental health panel we were recording for the show. As it turns out, I gave her the wrong day, which is super embarrassing, but we started talking about business, and I was so inspired by what Nina had to say that I hit the record button, and that's what you're about to hear, and I thought it was so great that I wanted you to hear it as a bonus episode.
1: The Upside means living in gratitude,
0: finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to a bonus episode of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. At this point in the conversation where we're picking up with, I asked Nina how you know you're ready to start spending more money on your business. Now. If you don't own your own business, do not let my question scare you away because we talk a lot about self-worth and what Nina has to say is really inspiring and a great reminder for all of us. Deciding that you want to start your own business and and actually
2: taking the steps to start it, even if it's in your home or on the side or any of those you know elements, I think that in itself, you're taking a risk. You're betting on yeah. yourself you know, and you're saying that, I feel like I, I can do this and I'm going to make it happen. And so I think you know, we can always rationalize or convince ourselves to wait to do something. So I do think that there, you know, if you see that in fact, okay, based on the past six months, you have an ebb and flow of revenue to where every other month it's at a peak and every other month it's at a lull. And you see that that's kind of a constant thing, then I think you can say, okay, well, if things stay just as they are, this is how much we can budget towards having our own space or investing in X.
0: How long do you have your business, do you think, before you can have a realistic idea of how your business ebbs and flows?
2: Oof. That's
0: Do you know what I mean? Just because I feel like when you start your own, we've had our business for almost two years. And I feel like it's kind of still all over the place For because sure. we're still building what we are. So in some ways, we're making more money. In some ways, we're making less. Overall, it's about the same. But um, we are const- there's constantly new arms of our business. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like in two years, I don't know what's consistent yet because we're still building what we are.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you always have to have your. I feel like that makes me sound like a failure. No, not at all. No, (laughs) no. I think that's reality. I mean, I think I would say that more people than not would have that same exact response of like, "Well, I don't know," and that's the truth. I mean, the especially if you're in professional services or you know anything when you're reliant on client interaction versus like consumer goods and products where okay if you market it more if you find your target you know if you're priced right if your product is good it's going to sell right mm-hmm. you can find out what the problems are of why it's not working but in in other ways you know when you're dealing direct with clients or client acquisition there it's a long process it's a you know it's not just oh i met you today and tomorrow you're now signed on as being my client there's a you know all these stages that you go through um, and so I think it's a, it's a hard, um, thing to quantify and, um, and it's always changing, <laughs> it's always <laughs> changing. So, um, but I, at the end of the day, like if you think about all of the risks that you take for whatever reason, we always decide to not bet on ourselves. Like you, you, you know, like, you know how strong you are, right? Because in every other circumstance in life, you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe I made it through that. Like, wow, what just hit me like a ton of bricks, but we're going to push through. Like, I can't think about it. Just keep going. But all of a sudden, when it comes to business even though you may go to work every day and work for somebody else and you're like, I can't believe how much money I'm making this company. I can't believe how much time I'm putting Mm -hmm. into this. I can't believe how late I'm working or how my boss is treating me or like the list is endless, right? But I don't know what happens when we want to apply all of that to us actually doing it for ourselves.
0: All of a sudden, that confidence goes out the window. That is the most true (laughs) thing ever. And it's so funny because I look at you and I am like, what a smart, incredible, driven, kind, but also tenacious person. And I think, of course you have your own business. Meanwhile, in your head, but you know what I mean? Meanwhile, in your head, if it's anything like my head, I'm like, uh, I, I can't do this. How am I going to pay rent? Um, What happens when we need a bigger car? What happens when we need an office? What if we need to hire someone for this? I can't do this. And that's so true. Yeah. We get caught up in our head and it's, <laughs> I don't know why we do that. Like We think that we are valuable enough for a company to invest in us because right. we can give them so much and change their business, but we don't feel... Like we can take those same skills and apply, and it, to apply it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's that is insane. It's really it's wild. It's wild when
2: you think about it. And then it's it's also one of those things that when you take a step back, you're like, look at me giving out all this advice. Like I'm telling people do this, da da da. You know, and and then you're consulting for others and you're helping them move the needle in their business. And then you forget. To actually allocate and carve out time to say this is how I need to change my own business because, and those are kind of the fundamentals of determining your roles and and continuing to stay in communication with one another, um, whether you're a husband and wife, whether you're starting a business with a friend or starting a business with a you know a peer that you you know have admired, whatever the circumstances may be. I think it's important to continue to talk to each other to say, like, hey, are our goals aligned? Mm -hmm. Like, do we still want the same thing for the business? I think that's a hard lesson because especially when you're a husband and wife team, like you're talking about business 24-7. So, you know, at first it's really exciting because it's all the cool stuff. And you're like, oh, my God, we've got so much to talk about. Like, this is so great. What are we doing? Let's dream. And then you start talking about all the stuff that you don't want to talk about, which is like the accounting or like, did, did we set up the billing for this client? Or, you know, how are we on this asset. You know, I mean, it's just all of the administrative stuff. Yeah. We did that last
0: Friday night. It's the freaking worst. It sucks. It totally sucks. (laughs) It was so funny. I, you know, came home and I'm, I'm still at a point where I'm working a corporate job. I work very early hours. So I come home and I like take a nap. And then Friday I am like, I am ready. I am ready for that glass of wine. I'm ready to hang out with my husband. And he's like, let's talk numbers, baby. Let's talk numbers. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. Um, (laughs) So I come home. On Friday and we're like, yeah, we're so – and he does it too because he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited that we get to spend the weekend together and all this stuff. And sure enough, like we're eating dinner and he (laughs) asks one question about one finance thing. And he's like, okay, well, here's what I think we need to do. And then the wheels start turning and two hours later – we are still sitting at the dinner table and our super hot date night turned into an accounting night yeah. of okay so and it's so funny cuz every hour in the conversation it was um it was okay well when we meet on monday here's what we're going to talk yeah, about yeah 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 <laughs> exactly exactly but somehow monday just never comes because you've sat at that table all weekend long <laughs> right and it's just like okay so here's what we're going to talk about on monday and then i'm like well okay but we also need to talk about this. Yeah. And then you have the conversation. So it's, that's another boundary that we're working with. And it's so funny because I'm like, I am so glad that my business partner is legally bound to love me because <laughs> it is hard to like have these conversations. And if I, it's nice to be doing it with Jeff, because I can say to him, I can be 100% authentic with him yeah. and, and say like, Well, actually, I think that's not where we should go. Things that I don't know that I would feel comfortable enough to say to someone else that I work with. Um, For sure. So I'm like, I'm really glad that I you know, have to I love know. me.
2: My, my favorite line that we use a lot is like, okay, I'm just going to say this one thing, but we don't have to talk about it. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Jeff literally said that to me last night. He's like, we can talk about it Monday. Yeah. But, but I, just, I just need to get it off of my, you know, my brain, like just this one thing. And then that spurs it. But I'm like, no, no, we don't need to talk about it. Like just you keep whatever your response is to yourself. And we'll talk about that on Monday. Right. Can you write it down? down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, you have to set boundaries. And I think that's, that was one of the hardest lessons too, is, is of like, okay, at what point do we leave the professional talk at the door so we can still have our personal life? Because if, if you don't find balance, I mean, it, it's going to be, there's going to be imbalance in the beginning for sure. And, beginning i classify as years <laughs> so because there's no other way like it's it's almost like depending on your personality your like my brain can't handle it like i need to keep talking about it and analyzing it and whatever and we just kept on having brain dumps and it and it was still really great but then i think you get to a place where you're like okay if we don't talk about any of the other things that we enjoy either doing with each other or mutually or independently whatever We're going to lose sight of who, not only who we are, but also who our partner is Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden the only thing we have in common is the business. And like, that's
0: not a place you want to be in. No, it's not. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I'm like, we really have to, and it takes an effort to figure out how to pause the business conversation and to, you know, to have a relationship. And I think that might be true. I mean, you know, Jeff is my husband, you know, Addison is yours and those are our business partners. So I don't know how it is for people that have like a friend as a business partner or someone that they know. But I think even in, you know, any relationship, if you're going to own a business with someone at some point, you have to turn it off and actually spend time with them as a human being. Yes. Because, and not even turn it off so much as, as, make a point to focus on the human being that you're working with. So Mm -hmm. you don't lose sight of, Hey, this is a human being. We have the same goals. We're on the same team and we're working towards the same thing because it is easy to lose sight on that when you're just churning, 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 Mm churning, churning. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like knowing that there's going to be things that you disagree on,
2: Yeah. you know, and being okay with that to, to find again, what you just said is, is remembering that you are on the same team. And that goes for, for any, anybody who's your business partner or Mm -hmm. your right hand, you know, it's, I I think it's your responsibility to challenge one another because you have to think about the other perspective. You have to think about how something will be, um, you know, perceived or recognized by your target market. Like, you know, so those things, you can't just be surrounded
0: by like, oh, yes, I love that. That's a great idea. Let's do it. Yes, yes, yes. Because it, you can't do it all. Our conversation with Nina Perryman continues in just a minute. But right now, I want to say thank you to some of our incredible sponsors of this show.
1: Imagine you're just hanging out, browsing your favorite website. You see something that you want to buy. Click on it. Put it in your cart. You go to checkout, and there's the box that taunts you. It says promo code a coupon code, something like that, but it's something that you know if you had that magic information, you're going to get a discount. Honey solves that problem for you. When you have Honey installed on your system, they scour the internet for those promo codes and coupon codes and save you money automatically. It's fantastic. I've saved so much money buying gear for our studio. You can buy whatever you want and save money on that as well. If you don't already have Honey, you could straight up be missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you're going to be supporting this podcast, but you're going to be doing yourself a huge favor. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside.
0: I ate sugary cereal all the time when I was a kid because that's just what we all had, right? And it was one of my favorite things to eat for breakfast. But as I've gotten older, I've realized how much sugar is in the cereals I used to love so much. And I pretty much stopped eating them completely before I found Magic Spoon. If you miss cereal from when you were a kid, like I do, I've got great advice for you. Try Magic Spoon cereal. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And you can build your own box, or you can get a variety pack with available flavors of cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Go to magicspoon.com upside and enter the promo code upside at checkout to save $5 off your order. You are going to love this cereal, and if you can't decide on a flavor... My favorite are the fruity and the frosted. So good. Again, go to magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside to save $5 off.
1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you are struggling with something, if you're feeling stress or anxiety that you can't explain, if you are feeling uncertain about the future, if there are things and relationships in your life that you're questioning but you don't really know, how to wrap your arms around them, therapy can help you sort that out. Therapy allows you to unload the stress and get it out. You can talk to somebody who's completely unbiased about your life, somebody who isn't going to judge you, somebody who isn't going to take sides. That's the beautiful thing about therapy. And BetterHelp is a great way to get started. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. In the Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/upside. That's b e t t e r h e l p.com/upside.
0: The past month, I don't know like what happened in my brain, but I started switching my brain to think about or to say what I actually think. Yes. And i it's very odd to be a business owner for a year and then at some point to look away from it and being like, I'm being nice. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. And it's very weird because I like to be nice. And by nature, I like to be liked. But it is, I realized that I have not said what I really think because I dance around others and that's not going to create a successful business. Yeah, You know, me dancing around and saying, you know, if so, if com- someone comes to something and me saying, oh, that's such a great idea. Yeah, we can do that. And in my head, I'm like, this really isn't a great idea. Yeah. So I've stopped for a month. How's saying, it going? Because
2: I agree with you. I That's something that I struggle with. Like I have like a ticker running through my head and I know exactly what I'm feeling or thinking. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds
0: good. <laughs> but then you're really – and the thing is, is when you don't follow your instincts, most of the time. It works out exactly like you knew it would. Oh You know what I mean? When you're for like sure. when you have someone in, is something inside you that you're like, you know, this tugging at you saying, This mm-hmm. isn't right, mm-hmm. but you're being nice or oh, you're doing yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's women too, I think are super guilty of this because we don't want to be seen as, you know, like a bitch. But it actually has been going really well and it's given me a new perception of myself. And I think it's propelling things in the business because what I'm seeing is um, I move on much quicker when I let go of what isn't working instead of trying to spend time telling myself that I like it. Yeah. Because We're I try s- to fix it. I spent an insane amount of time hyping myself up into liking things that I didn't want to do for our business because I was being nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally true.
2: And I think, so that's something from a personal standpoint, I'm still working on. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) It's really hard. It's really hard because, um, you know, I, I feel like in, in some cases I'm pretty easygoing with stuff. So I'm just like, whatever, but you don't realize that it's like still tugging at you. Like you should have been more forthcoming. But then from a business standpoint, there was a Kind of a tipping point of you know once we established uh having team members and um feeling responsible for for them and their households and um it, it changed kind of my interactions especially when it was with a client mm-hmm. and so um you know I'm I'm very open to having you know feedback or constructive criticism and really understanding where everyone's position is but I also realized that if I had an inkling that something wasn't right, that I was going to say it because I am, you know, I don't know. I just felt so strongly about being protective of our team. Like you don't, it's one thing if someone wants to come and just like bark at you, like I can defend myself, but if I just felt fiercely protective of our team members, especially our junior team members who are like fresh out of school, like doing this for the very first time and somebody just, wanting to have a brain dump on them, but kind of positioning it like this is all your fault, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and there, of course there are cases where yes, there's been things that haven't gone the right way, but in other cases it was totally unjust. And those are the times where it really forced me to change how I interacted to where I said, you know what, this isn't a good fit. It's not going to work because even if, you aren't happy, there's a better way of relaying this information than to, to come out and, and attack anyone on our team, Mm -hmm. because that's just not how we speak to one another. And, and that's when it became really valuable for us. I mean, it always had been part of our culture, but that, you know, internally and from our clients, it's gotta be a fit. If we're not Mm -hmm. a good match from the way that we communicate or how we feel about the project, then it's not going to work because if we're not happy, more than likely, the client's not happy.
0: But that goes back too, to spending spending time spinning your wheels on things that aren't a fit. Yes, and to try to it is a waste of your time to try to talk yourself into liking a client, believing in a client, yeah. believing in something that you're working on when you're maybe halfway down the road of a product or a project, and yes, you're constantly talking yourself into it. That is time and money, mm-hmm. um, and You don't want to look back and think, wow, I spent my entire time on that project trying to amp myself up for something that was not working. So you can cut it off in the beginning. Like you can cut that off and put an end to it and say, you know what, this isn't working and it's easy and it's crappy and it feels horrible to have to say that, you know, Mm -hmm. like out loud. But... Um, yeah, I think being honest with yourself where you're at and then being able to verbalize that it's a scary thing, but once you do it, it gets easier, it gets easier and you start to see how it pays off for you. Yeah. Well, I think also at
2: the beginning, it's really hard as a business owner to say no when you're looking at the income Mm -hmm. level that's coming in. So you're like, okay, from a revenue standpoint, can we say no? But then you realize that by saying yes, you actually end up losing money because you're spending so many more hours, like manpower from
0: all sides on trying to make that relationship work. And I think that's what we're, you know, as where we are with our business right now, that's what we're trying to identify. Okay, what's the line of this isn't worth our time Mm -hmm. anymore. And not in a mean or rude way. It doesn't mean we don't like the client, that it won't be successful, that won't whatever. But, you know, there is a point where, you know, in any business that you have, you are not going to be able to, not every single one of your clients is going to be an Amazon.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think we
0: attach ourselves to, you know, because we are kind of project-based. Mm-hmm. That's how our company works. Mm-hmm. And I think we get into the trap of, okay, so this project is good and we tie our bow on it. And then we look at it because we're so invested in it because we love it. And we're like, well, let us just untie this bow one more time and get into, you know what I mean, and get back into it and do all of those things. But that's not worth your time and that's not what you – that's not what you're doing. That was not in your goal. That wasn't in your business plan. That's not in your, you know, Mm -hmm, in -hmm. your – does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, we refer to that as scope creep
2: all the time. because Scope creep? Yeah, where, where you have an initial project scope, and then somehow things just creep in, and you're just like, the scope is just gradually growing and growing and growing without there ever being a conversation of like, hey, this is out of scope. Like Yes. We understand that this also needs attention. However, that's not a part of our agreed upon terms, you mm-hmm. know? And so- I think it just goes back to, again, being able to have those tough conversations, but also realizing that in a lot of ways you're, you're making that a lot bigger than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Because if you went back to that person and said like, Hey, just what I said right now, it's like, you know, we know this needs attention, but it's not your scope. They'd be like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. Right. Thanks for letting me know mm-hmm. where in your mind, you're like, Oh my God, they're going to be like, Oh, well, you know, we just, thought that you guys would be a partner. That's what you said you'd be for us. And like this relationship isn't working, you know, so you build it up. It's kind of like, you know, any other difficult personal conversation, you like think it's going to be something that it ends up not being. Yeah. And so, um, you know, in that sense, I think it's one of the struggles of business ownership and one of the fails that you'll have over and over again until you don't (laughs) because you one day have to make that decision. It doesn't mean it still doesn't kind of creep its way back in okay no yeah. <laughs> but um but to to stand true to who you are and and to say no and to understand like that you have value that you're bringing to the table which is why people are coming to you and because you're saying no to one project doesn't mean that you're never ever going to get another project right and whatever ripple effect comes from that is is probably what should be happening mm-hmm. for you and will help your business transition into you know being better and stronger and maybe a refocus.
0: Well, I'm glad that we did this. I um, I'm sorry that you're <laughs> here to record another show, but I think we have a podcast here. I mean, I, I think agree. we have a like. Let's sit down <laughs> with business owners and talk about when things go totally south and what we learned. Yeah, yeah. Because do as I say, and not as I do. That'll yeah. be our tagline. <laughs> Agreed, because it happens often. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Upside with Callie and Jeff. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. And one last thing. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word UPSIDE to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. Nina's company, Metaphor, is a full service design and branding agency, and they are wonderful. Nina is fantastic. If you want to get in touch with them, you can visit their website. It's metaphorconsulting.io. That's M E T A F O U R consulting.io to learn more about Nina and Metaphor.